Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello and welcome to Sunsports Football Podcast, sponsored by William Hill. I'm Derek McGregor. I'm joined at uh, Glasgow HQ by Colin Duncan. Colin, it's been a, another spectacular weekend for our referees. I know you were at Motherwell Hearts, shall we say, an unfortunate performance by Andrew Dallas. First of all, can I have your general kind of verdict in his display on Saturday? It certainly wasn't his best, Derek. Uh, it wasn't the best weekend for him. I mean, I mean, I think I think it all stems back. I mean, the referees have clearly had some kind of edict, you know, telling them to clamp down and, and, and tackles and, and tackles with excessive force. But I mean, it, if we go on at this rate, we're going to be, you know, tackles are going to be eliminated from the game entirely. You know, every single time somebody goes in with, you know, goes in with a real strong tackle, you know, it's, it's ended up in a red card. You know, I mean, Motherwell have been on the, the wrong end of two in the last two weeks. I was at the match on Saturday and I, I, I did feel for Carol McHugh. I mean, I, I thought his tackle was controlled. You know, he certainly went in there with, you know, it was forceful, but it certainly wasn't, I didn't say it was dangerous. I wouldn't say it was reckless. And it's simply his momentum carries him through. You know, you can't really defy the laws of gravity. You know, you go in for a tackle, your body weight's going to carry you through. And, you know, he, he caught Don Cowie, but I, I, I didn't think it was, there was any malicious intent. And I didn't think he deserved to have a, um, shown a red card. But, you know, Andrew Dallas had made a bit of a rod for his own back. You know, I think he dished out four yellow cards in the first half. And there was hardly a tackle of note. You know, every time somebody's making a tackle, the, the, the yellow card comes out. So, you know, the, he's, he's building up, you know, and, and it doesn't help. You know, and with the, the ludicrous situation when he, when he booked Mallory Martin as, as well. You know, he showed him a card when Louis Moult had actually tripped over his own player. You know, it's... It was just a bad day at the office. That, that That's one of the most farcical cards I've ever seen, I think, when quite clearly the two Motherwell players, I think it was Moult and Ainsworth, you know, have, have come together, and yet Martin's the one that's in the book. And it didn't even seem to me to be any doubt about it either. No, no, he, was, he, 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 he couldn't wait to get in his top pocket and, and, and brandish the, the yellow card in Mullery Martin's face. No, no, it was, it was very, very, very strange. You see, you know, I think we ended up, we ascended off in about... Seven bookings. I mean, it wasn't a dirty game. It wasn't a dirty game at all. I mean, Mark McGee certainly did not hold back post-match, and do you have every sympathy for him doing so? I mean, yeah, you the can. I, mean, I, I, I still think Hearts were the better team and probably deserved to win it. And in, I mean, it's, it's guesswork, but I still thought even if it had stayed 11 v 11, they were on and, and taking the points. But you can understand, you know, why Mark McGee's incandescent with rage. The fact that, you know, two weeks in the trot, you know, he loses Scott McDonald against Rangers when the game's finally finally poised, are, are balanced in his favour, because Rangers have already the man sent off. Last week, you know, Hearts started off well. Mother were just getting a foothold in the game, and McHugh, McHugh walks, and they're, you know, they're, they're seeing out the last, like, 35 minutes with, with, with 10 men. You know, so you can, I can totally understand, you know, you know, and he was furious when he came into the pressure. I mean, he didn't hold back, you know. There was no sugarcoat in the situation. He was... 
he gave the referee both barrels and, and the referee probably deserved it on this occasion I, I mean I was at St Johnson Celtic uh, yesterday Colin and you know for the second successive game against Celtic you know the Saints have suffered horribly I mean at Parkhead a couple of weeks ago they were denied you know an absolute stonewall penalty for a, a blatant Scott Brown push on Stephen Thompson or Stephen Anderson I beg your pardon yesterday they've seen a Scott Brown tackle on Danny Swanson in the box ignored waved away appeals for a penalty waved away by Craig Thompson and then seven minutes later or so there's a ridiculous penalty award against Keith Watson from a, a Tierney a Kieran Tierney cross do you think there's definite merit on in the feeling that the provincial teams as such will not get decisions penalty decisions that the old firm will if you if you look in the evidence of the last two Celtics and Johnson games then you're going to you can you're going to have to agree. I mean, I think these things do, you know, they do balance themselves out over the course of the season. You know, you, you get decisions going for you, you get decisions going against you. And Motherwell, St. Johnson have been the wrong end of really, really bad decisions. I mean, the Scott Brown won at Parkhead a couple of weeks. I mean, it was the most blatant. Penalty just the two hands you used, You know, so I mean, there, was, there was no doubt about it. You know, Stonewall penalty. The one against Keith Watt was absolutely ludicrous. I, I just do not understand what the referee could have seen to, to, to blow his whistle straight away and point to the penalties. Do you think he guessed? Do you think he had guessed, assumed? I mean, I'm, I'm trying to think where his positioning was, but I mean, I'm trying to think, it doesn't matter where you are, you know, the ball's, his, his elbow, his hip, it's, yeah. his, his hand is, is in the completely other direction from, from where the ball, you know, you're talking an elbow and a hip, it's not... I mean, you know, you and I have both seen instances where, you know, a defender has, has, has charged in to block a cross and quite clearly his arms are up. He's asking for a penalty in a way. That's something that infuriates me. Quite often a ref will give it and some refs won't. On this particular case, I'm thinking, even if it actually does hit Watson directly in the arm, how can it be deliberate? Yeah. Because of the positioning of his body. I mean, hindsight's a wonderful thing and it's always easy to go over these decisions, you know, and after the benefit of replays, but I mean, it's... It's a simple, simple decision. You know, there, there shouldn't really be... We shouldn't be sitting here this morning debating that, that penalty that, that never was. You know, it's an easy decision for an experienced referee like Craig Thompson to make. Do you think he's gone home last night, watched sports scene and kind of cringed a little bit? I'm, I'm sure he has. I'm, I'm sure he's realised after the game and he's... I'm sure they'll have watched re reruns of the thing after the game. You know, the, the TV cameras were in the TV booth and had a look. I mean, they, they quite often do that and, I, and I'm sure... And Andrew Dallas has watched back his thing. I'm sure he knows straight away, you know, that he's that he's cocked up. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, in fairness, we you know we had the former Grade One referee Kenny Clark as a, a Sunsport columnist for long enough, and you know Kenny would would make the point that no matter what you might think of certain referees, they will know if they've made a bad decision, and no one suffers more than them. I mean, they clearly don't do it deliberately. You know, the, the last thing they want is attention, unwelcome attention. But I mean the. You're, you're talking basic, basic errors here, and yeah, referees will make mistakes. We can't keep, you know, week in, week out. We seem all we seem to be talking about again is referees, you know, and it's basic, basic errors that they're, they're making. And I mean, I know it's been mooted before, and, and, and other people have talked about, you know, the, the what does the fourth official do? Surely that he should have, you know, in, in the modern technology, a little iPad or something, a laptop. They're just sitting beside them that when there's a contentious issue like that, quick replay, you're talking five, ten seconds at the very most, he's hooked up to the referee as well. Referee asks him, was that a penalty or not? No, we'll play on. Yes, you give it. It's, just, it's, 
the, the game doesn't have to stop. We don't have to have a, you know, like tennis and Hawkeye. We don't have to go through a, a laborious process where it takes, you know, the best part of a 30 seconds, a minute, and we wait for the decision. You know, you get it in rugby as well. It can be the decision can be made in five, ten seconds. I think that's an excellent point you make, Colin. I totally agree with it. I mean, Brendan Rogers after the game at McDermott Park yesterday was asked how he felt about full time refereeing, and he said on balance he, he thinks it would be a good thing. I happen to think that regardless of a ref being full time or part time, it still comes down to a split second decision, and I don't think a full time status would make a difference in that situation. Do you? No, no it's I mean you, you, you just put on the spot you know and it's that split second and I always think if you've got any doubt then don't don't give it it seems the opposite seems to be happening with Scottish football ref, you know the referees in Scotland this gets back to your point about video technology and I agree with you in instances like that this is where it is definitive you know and the time it would take well they keep talking about it's, it's not going to be that long they keep talking about the referee it's not just the referee that the referee that their assistant linesman and, and the four officials are a team you know we keep hearing it trotted out time and time again that they work as a team but I, I don't see them working mm. as a team I think that's part of the problem the ref's left isolated far too often and I'm sure I mean, he's clearly got doubts when, when these decisions are making so, so his assistants help him fourth official give him some help because he can't get everything's spot on 100% of the time that's just not going to happen I mean there's a theory about you know refs being full time it would help with their fitness I must admit generally I, I, I never get the impression there's a fitness issue with our referees as such but I, again it just comes down to making split second decisions and I, I just don't think that being full time is going to guarantee a ref will always get that right whereas if you say if, if they've immediately got the capacity to refer to the fourth official with a video, you know, with a, a TV replay, we know it. Well, you look at the, the rugby, the, the rugby at the weekend, Derek, you know, so, I mean, it's, it's a different game, you know, more technical game. Obviously, it's harder to referee, but they, they've embraced the technology. The, the referee, they've got the guy sitting in the stand and he's watching. Very, very rarely do you get a mistake in rugby. You can't, you can't come out, you don't hear very many coaches or players coming out and blaming the referee for a decision in rugby it doesn't happen they take that element out of the game which football needs to start having a look at I suppose in terms of a penalty decision where it might be difficult is obviously if a cross is coming in the box and there's a suspected handball the play carries on can the ref then stop the play to check the television and then decide whether it's a penalty or not I suppose that's the one yeah well if it means getting the decision right rather than getting a decision wrong then I said I think certainly think we should trial it out you know we should trial it trial it out and and see how we get on do you think deep down most refs are possibly coming to that way of thinking as well instead of a scenario like yesterday where you know he's hung out to dry he's left looking idiotic both Andrew Dallas and Craig Thompson do you suspect that they probably prefer assistance now in terms of technology yeah well, well I'm sure the last thing that Craig Thompson wants to do is pick up his papers this morning. He's in the back page of every single national newspaper in Scotland. <laughs> I mean, Andrew Dallas as well, and so much coverage over him, his performance at the weekend. Referees want to be picking up the paper, looking at the match, and not seeing a single mention of the name. That, that, that means that actually, no, that's, that's, that's what they're looking for. I mean, let's, let's, let's be frank here. Over the years, there's been maybe one or two referees we've suspected love the attention they like to be at the forefront but surely generally speaking no one in terms of refereeing in their right mind wants to be all over the back pages getting slaughtered no def, def, definitely not and, and that, that 
when that's happening and it's happening far too often that tells you that we've got a problem so let's try and deal with it you know, let's be grown up about it let's you know the referees the managers get together let's speak about it discuss ways that we can improve and eliminate these mistakes because we just keep seem to be making the same mistakes year in you know year out I think two or three years ago there was a kind of feeling maybe four years ago there was a, a, a sense of a crisis point in terms of the standard of our referees we, you know the, we came through that there seemed to be a settling down period but now as you rightly point out Colin suddenly recent weeks referees are now coming sharper into focus for bad decisions do you think the standard's going down again? No, 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 not necessarily. I mean, just certain moments. You know, it's, it's the same down south in, in the Premier League. You know, the, the number of times the referees are in the spotlight there for, for making wrong decisions, it's, it's very similar. I just think genuine mistakes are, are, are being made and, and will always be made. Let's try and eliminate most of them by, by embracing some sort of technology, video reruns, fourth officials, assistant linesmen, referees, whatever you want to call them, becoming more involved in the game to help out the guy in the middle. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Returning to the actual football as such, Colin, Celtic, relentless. 29 domestic games unbeaten from day one, including 19 successive league wins, 27-point lead at the top. I mean, it's just it's utterly relentless. It's, it's phenomenal. You know, it's absolutely phenomenal. And, I mean, all credit to, to Brendan Rodgers. You know, you think that Celtic team last season under, under Ronnie Dow, yeah, where they were, you know, the direction of going a number of times, they were stuttered and stammered. Just, just didn't get going. When it's, it's virtually the same players, you know. He hasn't made millions and millions. He's not completely transformed a squad or a team. Added a few new faces here and there. And, and the results that... Um, you know that they've been getting this season. You know, hats off to them. You know, full credit. You know, every time, they, they, as, as well as playing some cracking football and entertaining football, they really know how to dig out a result, and that's always a sign of a good team. You know, when things are close, when games are tight, they always find a way to win. I mean, the last two or three games, they're not starting Dembele, they're not starting Griffiths, Armstrong, Rogic, and then the two point eight million signing from Krasnodar. You know. It, He's just been parked. He's not even in the squad. He's got the, the luxury of being able to settle in no problem. And yet, you know, they're still seeing teams off. And I must say, personally, I think their attitude, their desire is remarkable because you would have thought it would be easy to forgive them if they switched off at this stage. But it seems the closer they get to this invincible season, they want it even more. Well, we all, I mean, all the fringe players seem to be feeding off that momentum that the, the other guys are creating. You know, if you look in the last few weeks, Dedrick Bayata has been brought yeah. back into the team. 
think everybody thought his Celtic career was over, that he was finished, he'd be moved on in, in the January transfer window. Brendan's given him a shot and he's, you know, you take your hat off to him, you know, he's he, he's played really well, he's weighed in with a few goals over important cameos from Callum McGregor, who has had a really good season any time he's been good called point. upon. Good point. Even Liam Henderson comes back in. You know, he's made four and five changes in, over the last couple of weeks, bringing new people, you know, people back into the team who have been on the periphery, and they've stepped up to the plate. That's right, good this management, matters. isn't it? He's cultivated this kind of atmosphere that when you get a chance, you've got to take it. Mackay Stephen, these boys that are getting, you know, they've only had three or four starts, suddenly in the team... And their attitudes at it right from the first opportunity, you know. It just you just get the feeling there is a strong bond, you know, from, from even the guys who are not playing week in week out. You can tell they're all pulling in the same direction. Sometimes when guys are not in the team, you know, they can go in a strut, they go in a huff. You know, it's all about them. But they've obviously clearly bought into bought into Brendan's team ethic. Guys like Christian Gamboa is another one yep. who's, who's come back in recently and done well. Anytime you go and speak to to going up to their, their training ground at Lennox Town, everybody's got a smile on their face. Well, I mean, Even that, the people who are not playing regularly are all buying into to, to Brendan's his ethos and what he's trying to do up there. I mean, I was at the Hearts game the other week. Gamboa was outstanding at right back. Now he's out the team. Simjevic has been playing well. He was left out yesterday. Back in comes Fichenko. And Brendan Rodgers is rotating the team. As you say, he's still maintaining that trick of things just seamlessly carrying on which is very very good management I mean it's just man management is everything really isn't it it's exceptional management it's attention to detail you know as, as dealing with we've all been dealing with Brendan this season you know and he's so meticulous he's so thorough you know there was Chris Davis was saying last week you know that they were talking about the when they're for analysing the goals they concede they don't only just look back at the goals they concede they look back at the chances they concede mm. you know meticulous attention to detail you know it's bordering on the obsessive but that's what gets results you know there's no stone left in turn they'll absolutely analyse to the nth degree every aspect of each match so that the next time that they make they can try and improve upon that and so forth and so on so I mean it's it's. I mean I'm, I'm not meaning this to sound like a Brendan Rodgers loving but it's it's kind of hard not to give him anything other than credit at the minute I, I still maintain it'll be interesting to see how when if and when it eventually happens as a domestic blip whether it's this season or next how he will be at that point that'll be fascinating but you know at the moment can you honestly see anyone at home stopping them? Well, it's, it's the old adage, isn't it? The harder the work, harder you work, the luckier you get. You know, that's what they used to say. You know, and teams going on, on rolls like this, and, and on current events, I still think you know somewhere along the line they'll trip up. You think this season will I, still be a, a I, stunning result? I still think someday will they will they will come on stuff to, to to go through an entire domestic season with all the cups. I just don't think is possible. I'm. I'm I'm with you in that one, Colin. I, I should still... be proved wrong, but I, 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 st- I think they will slip up somewhere down the line. But No, I'll provide reassurance because I'm with you in this one, Colin. I, I still think that there will be out the blue a defeat that no one saw coming. But, I mean, I must admit, I'm looking, I'm sat at McDermott Park yesterday and I think the Scott Brown tackle and Danny Swanson, if the ref, if Craig Thompson gives that as a penalty, that's almost certainly 3-1 for St. Johnson. The Celtic still win. Who knows? But, the thing was, questions were getting asked to Celtic yesterday. Questions were asked at Motherwell not that long ago. They're two 0 down, and they come back. So, you know, every week that passes, this invincible season. 
Well, as I say, the momentum just continues to build, and I think when you when you get on a run like that, confidence must be so high, and I'm sure those players get out every single week thinking that they're not going to get. You know, they, they, they start to be to think they are invincible, and you you, you talked to highlighted the Motherwell games, the St Johnson games. Every time they're in a bit of, little bit of trouble, they find a way to get out of it. See, if you were part of that Celtic dressing room right now, and with every week that passes, would would this possibly? I don't think that's going to happen at this <laughs> stage of my life. There, I don't think. There have been players I've seen in recent years calling that I think you could do just as well as certainly better. Do you think the Celtic squad now really has a sense of making history here? That that's that's a serious motivational factor for them. Without a shadow of a doubt, you know the, the fact that they've just eclipsed, you know, a, a record set by the Lisbon line. You know, the most famous Celtic team in history. You know that they have gone one better. You know that that's an incredible achievement in itself. And you know you speak to all the guys, and you know how much it means to them. So now that to go on and better that to go on, to be the first team to go through an entire season, you know that they talk about the Arsenal achievement is is arguably the greatest achievement in English football history. I mean that's that's what we're talking about here. Yeah. Not just a, a re- another record, another milestone landmark. I mean this is, this is to proper. go down as one of the all time <laughs> greats. So that that tells you how good it would be if. if if they go on and, and, and are able to do it. Celtic's next three games are all at home, starting with Kelly Thistle in the Cup on Saturday, followed then by Motherwell and Hamilton Ackies. The best will in the world, can you see either of those stopping Celtic? No, no, I think on, on our own patch, I, I can see them easily going through the, the season winning all their whole games. I, I, can, I can see that happen. The one where you, you, you can see them struggling to go, you know, to as the season goes on and everybody's desperate to try and be the team to, to, to break the record you know going to Petodre in the second half of the season going to Tynecastle you know they've got a bit of momentum got a builder ahead of steam starting to head in the right direction under Ian Cathro you know another game at Ibrox you know they're certainly far stronger but these are the games where if the record has gone in that's where I probably see it happening well, St Johnston again who, who have given them a couple of decent games of them. you mentioned Petaudry and I think they're not due to go to Petaudry until after the split Yeah, but of course you know, long before that they could have had the title won anyway and you know there is a theory that you know Celtic were to win the league by mid to late March they then start giving key men holidays they give them a week off maybe two weeks off and then you're getting kids coming in that's possibly where Celtic could lose the invincible record, well, the invincible a di- run. It's a, certainly a dilemma for, for Brendan because you, you have to also take into the consideration that the fact there's going to be so many internationals, some are internationals at the end of the season as well. Most of the Celtic team are going to be involved, involved in them somewhere along the line, so he has to weigh up that. Second consideration is Champions League qualifiers. Yes. You know, so players are going to be back in June. I suppose you've got the cup final the, end of May. Yeah, so then Scotland, the cup England. final, which they probably June will the be. Scotland, England, you've got Champions League qualifiers. Somewhere along the line, Brendan Rodgers has to give his players a break. Yeah, yeah. Or, or, you know, you're going to get a scenario where guys are going to have like one week summer holiday, which is, is no good to anyone when they're coming back in, trying to win the Champions League qualifiers. So as the season goes on, he has to think, well, do we really want to go for this record all guns blazing and try and, try and keep it going? Or do I have to look at the bigger picture here and say, well... Well, that is a good question you raise there, Colin. Is, is the bigger picture Champions League qualification or do they focus on making this this history? What is the bigger picture? Well, I, I think you probably... I mean, we're at the start of February. Yeah. I think it's, it's a decision you can delay for at least another month and a half, another couple of months. 
if they're still unbeaten yeah. as we head into April then there'll be a certain pressure from the fans to yeah, go for oh, it definitely it? so yeah. we, get, we get to, to the end of March beginning of April and they're still unbeaten then he, that's when the, he has to make the decision of whether they go and try and be the history makers or does he, does he look at the bread and butter of the, you know trying to get the, the revenue in and qualifying for the Champions League Colin Rangers 1-1 against Ross County where on the back of a, a thrashing by Hearts at Tynecastle where does Saturday's result now leave Mark Warburton do you think in terms of job security in terms of job security I think he'll probably be okay for the time being I think the pressure that he's under certainly at the moment is coming from his own supporters mm. been a real sea change in the last couple of weeks you know the supporters were very much behind him they had a couple of rocky spells heavy defeat against Celtic you know at the start of the season but the supporters were you know kind of bought into it thought you know it's not so pathetic yeah we're not going to make close this gap overnight it's going to take a little bit of time but it's each passing week you can see more and more supporters turning against they're seeing they're seeing the same things happen the same mistakes happen the same mistakes every you know they they play the same system they make the same mistakes they're exposed time and time again at the back doesn't seem to be any learning process here you know yep by all means, you learn on the job, make mistakes, you work on the training ground to try and rectify them. There doesn't seem much evidence of that, Rangers. The Rangers players seem to go out and make the exact same mistakes week in, week out. And I think that's what the, the patience of the supporters is, is, is fast running out because it's, it's like watching the same movie. Yeah. You know, they have all this possession, neat and tidy, without having a, a, a killer edge. You know, teams sit in, work them out and, and pick them off. It's been a long time since they sang about Warburton's magic hat, isn't it? I mean, it's you're right. You just sense with every week that passes now, there's more and more dissenting voices. I mean, they've got Morton in the Scottish Cup this weekend, and albeit at Ibrox, you know, I think in the current climate, that, that that's a tricky game. That's a tricky game. Well, Morton, I mean, I've seen Morton a few times this season. I've been very, very impressed with them. They were also unlucky when they played Aberdeen in the, the Cup semi-final at Hamden. You know, so they won't be intimidated by the thought of going to Ibrox. You know, they've got a lot of players who have dropped down from from playing at a higher level. You know, this is it. This is a terrific chance for them to, to you know prove that they're, they're not inferior by any stretch of the imagination. And, I mean, we're we're biased. Our manager Jim Duffy, obviously, is a Sun Sport columnist as well, a proper manager who, who you know, very shrewd. He will know what it can take to frustrate Rangers at Ibrox. Yep, as, as we've seen with most managers this season, I've, I've been able to figure them out and, and, and take something from, from Rangers. No, I don't think he'll have been unduly worried by by what he's he, you know what he's seen in the the Hearts game at Tynecastle, the game against Ross County at the weekend. I think that you know it's still going to be a tall order, but I think there'll be a quiet air of confidence in that Morton camp, thinking we can really you know this team are under pressure, their fans are on their back, the players are low in confidence. We can really go there and. and, and and make a real statement of intent. If if Morton win on Sunday, do you see Warburton being sacked? Um, what would be your gut feeling? Yeah, I think if they lost at home to Morton, then yeah, that that could be the end. Yeah, I, it would not surprise me if that if that was his last game in charge if they lost to to, to Morton in the cup. He made a, he made several big calls, that, you know, team selection calls, uh, calling on on Saturday, and one of the more noticeable ones was Rob Kiernan out of the squad altogether. It's you know we've reported today that Kiernan, you know, he came under verbal abuse from fans at half time in the game on Saturday. 
you know, regardless of how a player's performing, that, that's out of order, surely. That, that, that can't happen. Yeah, no, there's a line being crossed there. That's, I mean, Rob Keelan has not had a good season. He's made certain mistakes, but he's, it's not as if he's going out on that pitch trying to make mistakes. No, no. He's, he can tell his confidence. He probably should have been taking out the firing line before now. You know, the, the, there's just been a build-up and a build-up, you know, and, and, he, and he seems to be the scapegoat. I mean, I think unfairly at times because there's plenty of other guys in that team who get off scot-free who the supporters don't turn on mm. who are equally as culpable Kiernan just seems to be the one that, that gets it in the neck and, and, and no when, when he's getting verbally abused by his own supporters I mean that's completely out of order we'll wrap up this podcast Colin by very briefly looking at Hearts Hibs I mean it's not that long ago that the Hearts fans were looking on this Derby Cup tie this weekend with dread but you know, in the space of a week, suddenly it's turned. Do you think momentum's now with Hearts going into this tie at Tynecastle? It probably is. You wouldn't have said that this time last week. You know, it was it one one win in nine? Yeah. I think in, in ninety minutes, obviously they beat Wraith Rovers in, in, in extra time. You know, the, and the standard of football had been poor. Yeah, Hearts were really, really, really toiling. Brings in all the new players in January. You're thinking, well, nine new signings. That's going to take a wee bit of time to bed in. You know, this this. You know, pro settling in processes it could could drag on for weeks, but I mean, impressive the performance against Rangers was hugely impressive. You know, Rangers did make it easy for them at times by the, the manner of defending, but you have to take your hat off to the way Hearts just went at them right from the first whistle. And you know, you could just you can see them building confidence as, as the game went on. And I, I see I watched them obviously at Motherwell on Saturday. We know they huffed and puffed for a bit, but they didn't panic. They didn't panic. You always, I always thought that they would get there, even before Motherwell went down to ten men, run out three 0 winners in the end, which is going to give you know a huge, huge morale boost ahead of the the game with Hibs, and then it also helped the fact that Hibs, you know, Hibs then go and struggle at home to to Air United as well. So yeah, I mean Hearts home advantage are going to head into the game now as slight favourites, which you probably wouldn't have said about a week ago. Colin is always grateful for. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Your insight and opinion. Thanks very much. Thank you.